0: Welcome back to another season of Chasing Light. This is your host, Mary Van Amy. Good morning, you guys, and happy Monday. I hope that you had a good weekend. Um, Stephen and I, we saw Endgame. Um, that was amazing. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to spoil anything if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Even if you're not like a huge Marvel fan, I think that it was a good movie, but there's obviously going to be a lot that you won't understand if you haven't at least seen Iron Man, Infinity War, and like Guardians of the Galaxy. But anyways, um, (laughs) other than that, I have been kind of fighting some of my blood pressure and POTS syndromes, like some symptoms from the weekend, just feeling lightheaded, dealing with a lot of my blood not circulating in my legs. So I've been in a little bit of pain, but we've been getting some cleaning and stuff done because my parents are coming this Friday to visit and I'm so excited. Um, Steven has not seen anybody in our family since Christmas um, and I haven't seen my mom since the 13th of February. And when I was visiting that week in February, I only got to see my dad for like a day and a half. So we're going to have them here for full six days and they're actually celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary down here also which is on Cinco de Mayo so it is going to be so much fun because there are tons of Cinco de Mayo festivals and parties and things like that going on around us and in San Antonio so it's gonna be crazy but I'm very very excited Um, it'll be nice to kind of end the week on that note they're coming Um, so yeah I all like all I can say is I'm so excited we've been counting down the days literally <laughs> for weeks. So oh, it's going to be so much fun. But today I wanted to talk to you guys because lately on Facebook, um I recently actually made switches, so everything is public now. So I, in the description of this episode, I will leave my Facebook link so that you can send me a friend request if you'd like to. Um, Or you can just keep up with the Being Mayor page on there because I am starting to get more of my Facebook community involved with the podcast. And I wanted to do that because Facebook is just like this melting pot for negativity. It's this melting pot for existential crises and just... Any kind of thing that you're looking for, I think that you can find it on Facebook. So because of that reason, I wanted to start picking people's brains, and I really wanted to start seeing where people needed light in their lives, what things that I might be able to help with, but more specifically, what I might actually be able to talk about on the podcast. And I'm not doing that for lack of my own ideas. I just, like I said in the beginning of this season, it really, I'm trying to give you guys the tools to start living more Zen, start living more simply and to start healing in more ways than one. And if you've been keeping up at all, I've been mentioning here and there that I am developing energy healing services for my website where I'll be focusing on things like mental health, mindfulness, um, which would mean like setting your own routine for yourself, taking care of yourself, like the way that you eat, the way that you speak, things like that. And then your actual energy, like when you feel depleted, and like exhausted and you can't explain why that is what I want to help you figure out. So, I'm very excited to delve into the dive into those things. I still have some work ahead of me. So, for now, what I've been doing is just randomly asking questions on Facebook or putting a certain vibe out there and seeing what people are going to say in response. And I've been getting tons and tons of people like people that I even kind of forgot I was friends with on Facebook have started to comment on things and I'm like wow I haven't heard from you in a very long time but like obviously that shows me something's been going on where this is the only thing that's like piquing your interest so as a sociology like I have a degree in sociology so as a sociologist like (laughs) it's inherent within me to analyze and to you know kind of observe what other people are going through what things kind of are going on I've always been like this introverted extrovert, but I've always been kind of on the outskirts. I've always felt like I didn't fit in and I feel like I'm figuring out why. Um, (laughs) But uh, to make a long story short, uh, last week on Facebook sometime, I asked people what was weighing heavy on their mind or on their hearts. And I did note in the post that I was gathering potential podcast topics. And when I put that on there, I didn't think that I would get a lot of people responding. I figured most people would be like, oh, whatever. I'm not going to put what's actually on my mind. But some people were actually putting very personal, very real and raw things on the post. And like I said, my thing is public. You can go search it if you want to. But the one thing that I want to focus on is actually the last comment on that post. And it says something to the effect of making decisions like without the concern of other people. Like, trusting that i know what's best for me and like not other people. Actually, let me go ahead and pull it up. So the post actually says choosing to trust yourself over trusting those around you when making decisions for your life. And when i read that, i was like, ooh, girl. I feel that in my bones because for so long i sought the validation of my parents and if it wasn't my parents, it was my older sister Emily and like, I have an older sister, Savannah, but she's 30 and I'm 23, so for her, and I, we've always kind of had a unique relationship. It's not that we haven't, like, been sisters, because we are sisters, but since there's such a, like, a big gap between the two of us, her and I didn't really get to have, like, the kind of friendship that my sister Emily and I had, because Emily's only, like, three and a half years older than me, so we were like, I got to go to high school with her and I got to play basketball in high school with her. So Emily and I just kind of had a different bond. But because of that, I sometimes compared myself to Emily or felt that like, especially in basketball, maybe that I was like living in her shadow because I was her little sister. And like, if you know my sister, you know that she was amazing at basketball. and Like I was very good too. But when your sister is somebody that like everybody knows, it's like shit, (laughs) you kind of have something to live up to. So that being said, throughout my life, You know, whether it it was in school, um, 4-H projects, or basketball, like I said, I always kind of sought the validation of my parents and of my sister Emily because she was so great. And, like, my older sister Savannah, she had always had success with her jobs and stuff like that. And, like, I could have only hoped to have her work ethic because Savannah is such a freaking hard worker. It's insane. Like, my whole family really is kind of like that. But Savannah, above all, like... From a very young age, she just, like, kind of got it together and started working her ass off, and, I mean, it's setting her up to be able to move states if she wants to and have her own Lowe's store because she's going to be a store manager of, like, a friggin' multi-million dollar store, so... I have always had greatness ahead of me. I've had hard work ethics to follow with both of them. You know, they were both great in school and Savannah played sports too. Like I had things to live up to. So I always kind of sought that validation of my, my parents and my sisters because I was the youngest. And at a certain point, you know, like all eyes kind of turn to the youngest or the youngest will either get ignored, get whatever they want, whatever. So for me, I kind of feel like I had both of those things. So throughout my life. I would start to feel this kind of uncertainty in being able to make decisions on my own because I wanted to make my family proud of me. I wanted to give them something else to talk about, have, you know, something else to show for it. And I unnecessarily put that pressure on myself as a young child and maybe as a young teen, preteen, adolescent, however you want to label it. And I don't think that that was ever necessary because no matter what, my family was always going to be proud of me. They were always going to celebrate my successes and be there during my failures. But there were points in my life and things that I kind of rewired my brain to do where I didn't quite realize that was the truth. So I put this pressure on myself to perform at a very like high caliber. And sometimes I would fail to do that in school because I'd be focused on like trying to excel in sports and vice versa. So for a very long time... It was like kind of leading up to college, a comparison for you guys, wondering what I should major in. Like, oh, should I go with teaching? Because that's what my family, you know, and myself always kind of saw me doing. Or do I go down a different path and do something that I love? So when I first enrolled at um IUSB I declared my major right away like I remember filling out the paperwork and mailing it back in old school and like literally marking on the freaking paper my major which was secondary education and I took a focus in English so it literally it took me 1 year two full semesters to take those classes and like the prereqs for those classes to realize that that wasn't for me I didn't even get into the majority of like those program classes before I was like nope this isn't it chief like I got to switch my major so I remember talking to Steven and I was like babe I don't think I can do this like I don't know if I see myself as a teacher and Steven was like well can I be honest with you I don't see you as a teacher anymore either and from that point on I'm like man you know I really need to follow my gut so I made the decision to switch my major to sociology and I can remember my conversation with my mom because of course my mom is she's an amazing woman, but her and I are so, so, so alike. So it doesn't surprise me when she had the reaction that she did. And first of all, she like, couldn't believe it because she was like, all your life, like you taught your fake class. Like I got you all these teaching things. Like you used to bring home old books from school, like for your future classroom. Like I don't understand. And I was like, you know, mom, me either. But I started taking classes and it's really not, it's really not what I want to do. And it's not what I enjoy going to class to learn about. I want to study what I love, and if I'm able to study what what I love, I'm never going to work a day in my life, first of all, but I'm also going to have so many more options as to what I can do for a future career. So I just remember her uncertainty about it because as a teacher, like that was a very distinct paved path through schooling to set me up after student teaching to be in my own classroom, right? So when I told her I was switching to sociology, she's like, so what the fuck are you going (laughs) to do? Like, mom, I have no idea. I just know that right now this is the right step. This is what I need to do. And she trusted me and she trusted the process. And she's like, whatever, like at the end of the day, maybe I don't agree with it, but this is your decision and this is your schooling. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're the one that's going to be paying for it. So ultimately it's up to you. So I went with it. And for a long time, I was like, man, I don't, um, is this is this okay? Like, should I be doing this? Like, because I was really enjoying my classes and I was enjoying the things that I was reading and I didn't mind all the books that my mom and I had to collectively buy. Like, I loved what I was doing and I loved it. And I feel like all anybody did around me in college was complain, complain, complain. But for me, like being able to write long papers on things I was learning, I'm like, man, I can finally articulate all these thoughts you know, all these connections that I've been making and like prove to my professor, like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. Like, I I know I can do this. And for me, that was amazing. That was proof enough when I was bringing home amazing feedback from professors and amazing grades on papers and presentations and projects and, you know, just conversation in class and being able to go home with that and like talk to my mom about my like intellectual successes far exceeded any of the doubt that I ever had about switching my major because it was so scary thinking about doing that and going from the certainty of a teacher to wow I have so many options I could go to grad school now and do something completely else like I didn't I still don't know what I'm doing with my degree. Like I'm interviewed today for like a marketing coordinator position, but at the end of the day, like I'm still happy. I feel like I'm living in more abundance now searching for something that will make me happy for years down the road versus teaching and wondering when something else is going to come up for me to like make my escape. And that's my whole point. Like we can't, you don't want to have to escape something. And like to some of my friends that have like relationship problems I'll ask them, do you want to wake up one day when you're 55 years old and be miserable, decide that you need a divorce, regret decisions that you've made, or wish that you would have done something else differently? My guess is no. So like, why do you want that for anything else in your life? Why would you allow somebody else to dictate the life that you're going to live? Because you're an individual at the end of the day. Whether your issues in making decisions lie within relationships, jobs, school, moving, at the end of the day, you have to remember like, it is your life. And it's not cliche to say that because it's the truth. It is your life and yours alone. And there's not a single other person that can like hop into your body (laughs) and make decisions for you. So I understand when you have doubts or you want to seek the validation of your family or of your friends or a significant other. But like at the end of the day, the decisions that you make every single day, whether it be the food you're putting in the mouth in your mouth the moves that you're making or jobs that you're taking, it's going to be for an individual gain. You're not going to think, wow, how is me eating this strawberry going to make my boyfriend's stomach feel? Like, no, you're worried about nourishing your body. Am I right? So you have to be worried about nourishing your own life. So just like me in switching my major from something I quite literally thought I would do since I was in freaking preschool, like, I understand the weight of a decision and something that is important to you, but, like, you also have to weigh out the things that are important for your future. Are you going to be happy with what you're choosing? Like, is it going to bring you fulfillment? Are you going to be miserable? Are you going to wake up one day and just, like, self-project your problems onto someone else? Like... You can't live your life for someone else because if you do that, like, it's like assuming things. You make an ass out of yourself and out of somebody else if you aren't doing something that is serving your best interest every day. And that's what we call being selfish. Like, that's a good kind of selfish. You don't want to be selfish in the way that you're swaying somebody else to do something that they don't want to do because it's going to give you more peace of mind. Like, you want that for yourself, don't you? You want to be able to make your own decisions for your own peace of mind and trust that whoever you're living with or in a relationship with, they're going to vibe with that. They're going to figure it out because, like, you you can coexist. You're not controlling one another. So even if things seem scary or you have so many questions about the unknown, like, sometimes that is indication enough that you need to do it. Because for me, especially, like, not only switching my major, but doing that, and then after college, telling my mom, hey, I'm going to move 17 and a half hours away, prepare for it. Like, you can imagine how hard that was for my family, like, and for me, too, because obviously moving away somewhere, my parents wanted to know that Stephen and I were going to be in a safe place. They wanted to know that we weren't going to have any Crisis or anything to where, like, they weren't able to get to us, you know, like being 17 and a half hours away versus just two hours away is a huge difference. But at the end of the day, do you think that we decided to move because that's what my parents wanted us to do? No, we moved because that was the best decision for us. We moved for Stephen's career and we chose to come here versus going out to Colorado for the difference in financials, like either come to Texas and be able to live or go to Colorado and be house poor. So there were huge decisions on the table, but we ended up doing what was best for us and what was going to be best for our future and for our future children. And like at this point in time, if you are 22, 23, 24, 25, listening to this, like that needs to be your mindset Because you're knocking on the rest of your life right now. Like once we get into our 30s, like it kind of is like downhill from there. (laughs) Like that is, that is it. That's going to turn into like the peak of our life, our 30s and our 40s. Like at this point in time, if you aren't making decisions that are best for yourself, you're wasting your time. You literally are wasting the best parts of your life because you're going to be way too worried about how other people feel. And then seven years down the road, you're going to realize that none of that mattered, that you should have been making decisions for yourself all along because that's what everybody else is doing. Everybody else, even the people that you're trying to seek validation from, they're going to give you answers probably that are going to benefit them the best. Sometimes it's like somebody dying. You don't want to let them go because you don't know how you're going to live without them. Maybe your parents don't want you to move because they don't know how they're going to be an empty nester. Or maybe your friends don't want you to move because they don't want to put in the extra effort to drive a couple of hours to see you or to take a weekend off work to come like plan a trip or something to meet up with you. But you can't be worried about that because those types of problems from those types of people are not yours to fix. You can't be worried about that kind of stuff. You have to be able to set yourself up on a path that is the most aligned for you. Like whether you believe in God or you're spiritual and you believe in you know a higher source, a higher power, we all have a divine path that is laid out in front of us. We literally have a life path, and it starts from the moment that we are conceived and birthed out into the physical. We have a distinct path that we're going to follow, and these kinds of decisions are going to come up all over the place, just like little street lights or stop signs on the sides of the road. We are going to see them, and with every single one of them, we have to decide. And, you know, as we level up in life, we're going to have these obstacles that we have to cross. We're going to have decisions that we have to make. And that's just, that's just how it is. That's the way the cookie crumbles of life. We're always going to have decisions to make, but you cannot allow yourself to be crippled by your past or by things that have happened to you or, like, efforts that you have made to rewire your brain. You have to allow yourself to grow and to trust yourself. And if you aren't trusting yourself, then you're not growing. And then you're not going to make the decisions that are most aligned for you. You're going to stray from your path and then you're going to waste more time. Like you can't do that. You got to be, if you are disciplined enough to seek the validation of other people, you need to be disciplined enough to seek that within yourself. Because if you're living life for other people, you are never going to have your own cup to pour from. You're constantly going to be dependent on other people caring for you. And you don't want that. You want to be able to care for yourself and pour that out into the proper people in your life. So now you have to ask yourself if maybe the people in your life are holding you back. Is that why you can't make a decision? Is that why you want to involve those other people? Because you feel like you have to be a helping hand to them and kind of show them the way, for lack of better words? Because you can't allow that either. If your circle is comprised of people that are always taking from you and aren't really necessarily giving you anything fruitful to work for, those are decisions that you need to weigh as well. Are they worth it to keep around or are they not? Like, do you need to shed the extra skin so that you can blossom into something else? I can remember my decision making, even just within the last couple of weeks, being so bad to the point where it's taken me upwards of like 20 minutes to decide what shirt that I want to wear because I'm worried about how other people are going to perceive me. Literally and mostly like when I go to work. And I guess in some cases, it's kind of understandable that I feel that way because I am opening cash handler um, and cashier. So like I'm going in to count the drawers, I'm handling money, and then I'm coming out and I'm dealing with customers until anywhere between like three and four in the afternoon. So I'm bending over, you know, people are seeing me doing all sorts of different things. So I'm like, okay, I got to have something that Moves with my body, something that, you know, is flexible, something that's going to work for me, but something that's also still going to be familiar and comfortable. And that's kind of how I look at other decisions in my life. In some ways, I want them to be familiar. I want them to be comfortable because change is hard. But then there's some parts of me that want to be uncomfortable. There are parts of me that want to wear something else to work that reflects more of my style versus a toned down t-shirt and pair of jeans everyday kind of style. Like if you see me on Instagram when you know I'm like in my, I don't know, uh, not groove, but you know I'm dressing like myself when I'm wearing something a little bit funky or something that's going to make me feel unique. That's something that sometimes is a little uncomfortable to do, but like I said a minute ago, it's flexible. It's something that I can make work at the end of, like, throughout the day, I can remind myself, like, I have never felt more like me. I don't care what other people are thinking, but when I wear things that are familiar or they're comfortable, I know how people are going to perceive that. I know that they're going to see it as acceptable, as normal, as blending in. But sometimes we don't want to blend in. Sometimes it's necessary that we don't blend in. And sometimes we have to stand out. And what I mean by blend in is by making decisions that are going to fit somebody else's mold. Blending in and being a literal fly on the wall where people are not going to notice you because you've put yourself in a box. Or do you want to wear something that's flexible so throughout the day or throughout your life you can remind yourself, I'm doing what I want. I'm doing what's me and what I love. And what I have always pictured myself doing, I'm fitting my own mold. I am not confining myself to what somebody else wants me to do. I'm no longer the fly on the wall because I am standing out. Sometimes you have to do what's hard. You have to do what's different. And I can speak to that too because as someone who on social media would be called like a creative or an influencer, I'm putting my life out there for people to listen to. I'm sharing so many personal bits of my life in the hopes that I'm able to help somebody else. I'm putting myself sometimes in an uncomfortable position to understand that what I'm doing is going to reach the right person or right two people or maybe five people that need to hear it. Even if it's just one person that's hearing what I am saying, I'm fulfilled. I know that I'm doing a greater good. But that doesn't mean sometimes it still isn't uncomfortable and sometimes I don't think like, oh, maybe should I not post that? Like, what are people going to think about that? Like, at the end of the day, I have to remind myself, like, I, I created this podcast for a reason. I created my website and, you know, my new Instagram for a reason. And it was to express myself more than anything, but it was to help other people. But, like, if I'm not being true to myself, I'm not helping myself first and foremost, but I can't do a service to anybody else. So in your life, you have to think of it that way. If you are not truly fulfilling yourself and truly filling your cup up to a way that is most aligned and literally that makes you the happiest, you can't be a good sister, a good brother, a good boyfriend, a good girlfriend, a good daughter, a good employee, a good boss. Like you, you can't like if all is not well on the Western front, then, like, you have problems. You have to make sure that you are taken care of. And sometimes you're going to feel overly selfish. Sometimes you're going to feel more self-indulged than anything. But in those moments where nothing makes sense, I can promise that you are on the cusp of gaining clarity. Wow, I tried to combine gaining and clarity and we got gleaning. <laughs> Oh my gosh. When nothing seems like it's making sense, you are on the verge of gaining clarity. You are on the verge of a breakthrough in getting through whatever hard mental, emotional rut that you are in. Like, you just have to keep pushing, but you have to keep trusting yourself. But if you don't allow yourself to make decisions on your own, how will you ever know if you can trust yourself? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to give yourself a chance just like you would somebody else in your life. You know people don't just walk into your life and automatically have your trust. You can't just automatically tell them your deepest, darkest secrets or feel comfortable enough calling them at two in the morning when something fucked up has happened and you need to talk to someone. You kind of have to treat yourself that way, but like you have to trust yourself. You have to allow yourself sometimes to be like an inner individual and make decisions, you know, and just go with it. And if it doesn't work out, you're going to learn something from it. But if it does work out, then holy shit, good thing that you decided to do it, right? You can't live in the what if. You just have to do it. You have to say yes to opportunity and you have to allow yourself to trust. Trust yourself. Trust your gut and listen to what your fucking body is telling you. I'm serious. Listen to what your gut is telling you because your gut will never steer you in the wrong direction. And some people say that your gut will steer you right, but your heart will steer you you wrong. Like, I don't know if that's true. I think just overall as humans, we have an innate intuition and we know what's good for us and we know what's bad for us. And we just have to let that instinct take over. We just have to. We just have to let nature run its course. You know, we are human beings. We're creatures. We are part of nature. Eventually, our time is going to run out. But until that time comes, we have to keep bobbing and weaving through all these obstacles. We have to keep leveling up, dealing with new obstacles, and just pushing through the barriers. We have to do what's best for us so that in return, we can do what's best for the people that are in our lives, best for the people that we love. But we cannot make our decisions and base our life off of those people. They're kind of like accessories to our life. It it, does, it sounds bad, but like you kind of have to detach yourself in that way sometimes. We are only ever experiencing people. We don't own anybody. Even if we're dating somebody, they're not ours to possess. We're just experiencing them and their life and their decisions that they're making in coincidence with what we're doing and the decisions that we're making. We don't own anybody. The only person in our lives that we owe anything to is ourselves because that's the only individual we can control. So you have to do what's best for you. You cannot allow other people to dictate that for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's kind of like a Motivation Monday, I guess. Um, and I promise that after my parents' vacation, we will get back on the regular like Sunday and Wednesday posting schedule. Um, if you listened to season one then you kind of already know what that's about. But if not, if you're new or you just need a refresher, I will have all my social media linked in the description of this episode so that you guys can connect with me and get involved. Let me know your thoughts, the shit that you're going through. Like DM me, let me know what's up so that I can better serve you guys. But if not, just be on the lookout for those posts on my social media just like asking, what's Wayne having on your mind? Things like that to help you guys get involved because I feel like when you are able to personally relate to something, the message just goes a level deeper. So, oh my goodness. Like I said, we'll get back on a regular schedule after my parents' vacation. But until then, just, you know, remember you got to live life for yourself and you cannot pour from an empty cup. So just keep chasing the light. I love you guys.